Hey, I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And we're the Leftovers. No, we're not. Yes, we are. I did not agree to that. Hey, Chris. Hey, Mark. What's happening? What's going on? Are we still on that? What's hanging? Well, there's something hanging, but I don't think you want to know about it. Hey, oh. <laughs> What's the subject for today, Mark? Uh, compromise. Compromise. Or as some would say, compromise. No one says. Yes, that is correct. No one says that. <laughs> except you. I just said it. That's why I said except you. You did. Compromise. Compromise. Chris. <laughs> what do you think of when you hear the word compromise? Well, you know, I like to give definition. Yes, I know you first like. First. But foremost. no, we're, not, we're going, we're doing different. It's an agreement. Or settlement of a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions. It means you're giving up a little something to get a little something. That's one definition. It is. You also have the times. I don't have the book definition of it, but like whenever you have a wall. and A, a big, wall? You have a wall and like a big piece oh, of it gets taken out. You if you have a wall, wall now compromised, and a large piece of the wall is removed, the wall is compromised. Yes. C. You just want to repeat everything I say? I was just making sure I understood. You're so, so far across the room, I can hardly see you. But that, I mean, that's just another way of looking at compromise. It is. It's a compromise of compromise. Compromise of a compromised wall. An ability to listen to two sides in a dispute and devise a compromise. Acceptable to each. So, if me and Chris, God forbid, had a disagreement. We have a few of those. I said, God forbid. Just because you say that, I mean, it's like so, it's like somebody saying no offense, and then no offense, but you're something very you're offensive. Fixing to get offended. Uh, me and Chris had a small disagreement, and we come together, and he gave a little, I gave a little. We come to an agreement. Everybody's happy. We compromise. But rarely does that Rarely is it even. Somebody usually has to give up a little more. It's whoever usually has. Usually the person who compromises the least is usually the person who. Uh, the least empathetic of the two. That most powerful. Ooh. I mean, you look at. That's a total different show there, Chris. Power. Think about it. Okay. But. You take it into where people think that there should be the most compromising, but actually has the least, would be like uh, politics, where you have one side that comes in and says, hey, we want this policy. Well, the other one says, we want this policy. So you give and take a little. And usually the one who's in power, who has the most people on their side at that point in time usually gives the least the other one gives the most but they compromise 
and something gets passed that is supposed to be beneficial mm. to everybody. I see that. But, like you said again, that rarely happens these days. Yeah. Well, it'll happen, yet one may get way more than the other. Well, it's supposed... When, when you think of it as the way I was talking, like, through politics, it's supposed to be maybe 60-40, 70-30, but more today, it's more 99-1, to 98-2. It's, it's never the, it's never showing empathy to the other side and giving a little more than you have to. It's now try to squeeze every little bit you can since you have the power. I have the power. Similar words. Agreement, understanding, settlement, trade-off. These are similar words to compromise. Those are also words that are used when compromising. Yes. Have you or should you negotiate with your kids ending in a compromise? Should you compromise with your children? Negotiate with your children? Question mark. And in my eyes, depending on what it is, you got part of you grow part of you teaching your kids growing up is you have to show them how to act as they're an adult so yes you are the one so when <laughs> so, <laughs> i just had a idea so children i don't know how you discipline your children but some kids get a spanking when they do wrong some stand in the corner some do other things so for what you were saying you learn how to act as an adult <laughs> imagine a kid growing up thinking okay when someone acts up boom i'm giving it to them i just thought that to be no, funny. you're supposed to, i know you're supposed to teach them how to act as an adult and mm -hmm. some of that is through the discipline of this is wrong well if they don't have some feedback to show that that was wrong, whether it's a spanking, whether it's put in the corner. Got some harsh words. Don't do that again. Does that work? Uh, depends on the Sometimes. kid. Yeah. It depends. Oh, I mean, that's where. Yeah, the kid really, really matters. Some kids just ain't, they ain't made that way. It's what it's, <laughs> I mean, that's where you have to. I guess you could say you have to compromise in the way that you want to parent mm -hmm. and how they yep. need to be parented. You really don't learn that until you're in the middle of it. Because there's, pl there's plenty of people that, oh, I would never spank my kids. I'd never do this. Oh, yeah? Well, <laughs> I mean, if you if you try putting them in timeout, mm -hmm. you try giving them stern words and nothing works. Yeah. I mean, you would think most people would try what they could within reason to yeah. parent their child. I'm I don't not know saying about that. reason. No, some parents threw reason out the window long time ago. Oh yeah. There's people that beat their kids and I think that's wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to get their point. You ever had a, you ever heard of, uh, and I heard we used to have a, I guess you'd call it a rescue dog. We did rescue it, but wound up somebody had to rescue it from us but the original owners of the dog 
just wore it out with a stick and hit it in the head for things and whatever. We we took the dog. We're going to help it. Well, guess what? About two or three weeks into it, attacked me. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, there it goes. We tried. Well, I mean, it learned how it thinks it was supposed to act it, through what it was taught. The two by four? What? I mean, they used to hit it with a two by four to keep it from attacking people. And it didn't work. It's like when you just wear a kid out. Wham, wham, wham. It's not going to work. I mean, if you can't get it on a, you, you're probably not going to get it. Most of the time when parents go crazy on children, it's their own problem. It don't have a thing to do with the child. The parents upset, mad, rough day at work, lost their job, something. You when, know, when you get when you get past a out. spanking, yes, that is all the parents. Yes, that's all parents. When you get to where you're beating your yeah, kids, that's all yes, parent. that is all parents. Oh, and hopefully the other parent stands up and says, hey, stop it. Majority of the time they don't. I, I mean, that's where you need. I mean, that's where you're supposed to have two competent people. Yeah. Sometimes but you got one. Sometimes you got, sometimes you got zero. Half. <laughs> uh, most kids try to negotiate around parents to get what they want. A lot of adults do the same thing. Not negotiate with parents, but around them, meaning no compromise. When you're negotiating around, and I'll, I'll explain in a minute, when you're negotiating around to get your way, you're not compromising. You can't expect a child to understand like an adult. No. And so when you're negotiating with the child, it's not like you're negotiating with an adult. They're children. They've got to learn. Now, working with your kids to help them understand how to how to talk to people, how to negotiate with people for something that they want, there's a way to do that. And to show your kids how to do that, that's good. But if they use you to get what they want, that's not that's not compromising for sure. And they're only negotiating for them has nothing to do with you except that, for you can get them what they want well in doing that you're compromising yourself yes you're you're compromising your morals or your standards of how to raise children and the longer you do that the more compromised you are as a mother father whatever well, i mean people all the time compromise themselves to try to make their make themselves feel better hey cuz if they if they do something that's wrong, they're compromising their morals yes. because they want they want to make it seem the least terrible as possible in their own minds through compromising their morals, saying something that they know is specifically bad and or lying. Really? Really? When someone lies, they'll be like, "Oh, it was, it was a little white lie. It was, it, it, it was a joke." There's it a was good a joke. One. It was a it, joke. No, it was a lie. Still was a lie, regardless how cute it was or how much it helped you along, or maybe it helped somebody else. Guess what? Still a lie. It's still a compromise. Call it what well, it is. Let me rephrase it. 
you're still com- you're still compromising what you believe to make yourself feel better. Yeah. You are. Every everybody does that. Uh-oh. Just threw in an everybody. 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 Hey, Chris, should we compromise with our kids? Yes or no? See, I can't just give you yes or no. It depends on you the situ- it depends on the situation. I'll I'll expound on that in just a second. I think sometimes yes, sometimes no. You're right. Yes. Um if a kid if you give a child an allowance, you give them a few bucks a week. Okay. And without any stipulation. Say you clean your room cuz you just need to clean your room and it has nothing to do with this money I'm going to give you. And you tell the child I'm going to give you 25 a week. Just just because I'm the parent, you're the child. The parent and the kid says, "Well, twenty five is good, and I'll appreciate it, but thirty to fifty would be even better." Uh, could we up it a little bit, mom? Please. So they're trying to compromise on or negotiate. I guess that's more of a negotiation than a compromise. Yeah, that's more of a negotiation because yeah. I just. But the compromise would be. The parent says, you know what? I was going to give you 25. But. Well, negotiating negotiations is how you. We're, we're going to go to 20. Is where you get the compromise. That's what I would do. I'd instantly go to 20. <laughs> they're going to be happy with the 25 in just a minute. Because when you start going your way, now they're going their way. And you own the money. Yeah. You're the one who has the power. You could just. Go right down. They could be like, "I want thirty. Okay, I'll give yeah. you twenty. Yeah, we'll go to twenty. G- g- give me twenty-five. Well, I'll no, give, I'll give you fifteen. We're gonna go twenty. <laughs> we're just going twenty. All right, I'll take the twenty-five. Yeah, I bet you I'll, will. I'll, I'll Not give, now. I'll give you the ten. <laughs> Come on, Let's just go with zero. We were a lot better off before the money was brought up. <laughs> but I, well, I mean, negotiating 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 is in itself compromising because one side is giving and the other side is, all, is well both sides are giving and taking wait but it all just depends on who has the power i've got the power i think i've already said that but, once haven't I? yes because oh, my bad we've talked about this before it's 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 kind of like the people of power who We'll go with the child and parent situation. Say you're the parent, I'm the child. You have all of the power in the situation, yes, because you're the you're the elder. Mm-hmm. I mean, even then, you were still the elder. Um, but if I came asking you for money, mm-hmm. I say I need like twenty five bucks. Mm-hmm. How about fifteen? How about no? Or how about no? That's an option. How many times does that end nicely? Very rarely. My brother used to be a 20 machine. He thought my dad just had 20s readily available. Let me. I remember one of the worst arguments I've ever seen in my household. My brother asking for a 20, and my dad was just up to here with the day, the week. It was all bad. And just threw a fit. Oh, it wasn't over the 20. I mean, that's the straw, you know, 
but you know, I think he still got his twenty. I'm not real sure about that. I've got a good story. Do you think? And I'm the answer is yes. Do you think siblings negotiate or or compromise with siblings? You having a couple of siblings? Did you guys compromise with one another growing up, or was it pretty much the older sibling had everything? <laughs> it depended on the situation. Majority of the time, it was yeah. whoever was older in the situation got Won what the they compromise. wanted. That was is that but, a compromise? Uh, I'm, not really. Well, I guess you could say it is because if you're including the parents in some kind of situation and the siblings are involved, then there's a compromise. That that's what I was going to say. Is like if if it was something that was going to cause an argument but in front of our parents we would have to tone it down mm-hmm. and then then the actual compromising because the oldest just couldn't outright roll over the other of no. us otherwise they'd get shut down by the parents because the parents want everybody to be happy because they don't want to listen to bickering yeah so it's like you got to look at each other it's like let's do this no i want this or i want this place why don't we'll how about we go to this place? We all like it. All right, let's say that. And then there's the compromise. There's the compromise. We had a situation where we were going school clothes shopping. And me and my brother were going to get shoes at this particular place. And we had a limit to get shoes with. And so, of course, the shoe he wanted was slightly over the price that we were allotted and you know he didn't whine and cry or anything he's just going to be hard-nosed i want those shoes and they were hard-nosed no you're not getting them here's the limit we set, and that's what we're doing so i don't know if he came to me or me being empathetic that i said well mom and dad i'll take the lesser shoe so he could have the shoe he wants, and everybody's happy. Same amount of money that we were going to do in the first place. But I'll take lesser so he can have more. And hoping that later on that he no. would do the same for you? No. I was I, zero times out of 100 that I ever expect that to happen for me. <laughs> but guess what? He got the shoes he wanted, and I was happy. For him, I got the list. You really didn't care about the shoes. I really didn't. I wanted him to be happy more so than what shoes I was getting. Is it well, you wanted him to be happy? Or yes. You just wanted him to shut up. Both. I didn't want an argument, and I I wanted it. I always wanted everybody to be happy. Whatever I could do to help with that, I would do it. You're anti-confrontation. Yes. I'm. But man, whenever it does come to one. <laughs> Look out! Oh, I, I, there you and I are the same. Look out! Let's just don't see that side of one another. I, I, I am very non-confrontational. Yeah, until but, you are. But my mother—that's the way my father. My was. mother can tell you because her, her and I are the one who we got in just some big confrontations mm-hmm. just because. I'm just like her, hard-headed, stubborn. I can say you look nothing like her. I look... (laughs) I have some 
attributes of your mother. mother. Although I don't think you look like your dad either. Oh, that's interesting. Don't tell me that. Oh, am I? Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Sad to say, there's video. All your siblings look exactly the same. Y'all, y'all look like one another, but I don't see your. I, I don't know. That's weird. Uh, should we compromise with our children's? Um, should we compromise? Okay, so if you're going to put your child in the corner when they get in trouble, and nobody puts baby in the corner. Huh? Is it a movie? Something I've heard my whole. I still have no idea where it's from, but I hear it my whole <laughs> life. If you would no like to call baby. in and tell us where this come from, no one puts baby in the corner. I, I hear that all the time. Is. I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't either. Maybe the dingo ate your baby. Uh oh. <laughs> you know where that's from. Nope. Seinfeld? Is it? Elaine says it. Really? Maybe the dingo ate your baby. It's actually from something else, but right, Elaine, but does, she's, Elaine yeah, does say saying it. it. Well, there you go. So if the child decides, hey, mom, dad, I don't think sticking me in the corner is really working. Could we do something else? Negotiation. And should you take the time to negotiate, compromise, to come out with a compromise with your child? In that situation, no. No. They're just going to get the corner and that's it? Well, I mean, it is that is a punishment mm-hmm. punishment is not supposed to be at any point enjoyable to the child because no, not not enjoyable changed compromised you're you're hoping to put change in the child mm-hmm. but if you're giving in to i don't what go they the want but in giving in giving in just a little bit how many times does a prisoner say <laughs> I, I don't want to go to jail they say it all the time. They get a 25-year sentence reduced down to 20. How often That's does a that happen? compromise. I imagine it happens all the time. I don't know. That situation never happens. It's Through a lawyer, your, it does. Your, your, your child no, doesn't have a lawyer. What, what you were saying is a judge says, you're sentenced to 25 years. Hmm? But, Judge, I, I just want 20. Can you give to me some 20? degree, Yes. The lawyer's going to come back and say, "Hey, we're going to we're going to come back and no, we're going to come back and we're going to come where, back." That's where compromising beforehand happens. When the judge put, puts the gavel down, it down, that's it. Let me see you put it down again. That's what I'm talking about. I hurt my hand. <laughs> but no, uh, when when you have negotiations with between uh, your lawyer and let's say the state or whoever's charging you. That's when you've got to, they, both sides give a little, take a little, hey, I'll, I'll plead guilty to this if you only give me a misdemeanor and so many months or days or years in jail. Mm-hmm. Or I'll plead to this. You're compromising. I got you. But as soon as, but as soon as the judge says that this is the sentence, there's no coming back and being like, well, I'll... You you said I had twenty five years, but I just want twenty. Can we just do twenty? That sounds kind of sweet, but but that doesn't happen. There are things there there are t- 
times where you have, I guess you could say, good behavior mm-hmm. to show that you've, yeah, you stayed out of the hole. You know, you didn't you, hurt anyone. You didn't hurt anybody. It, it try. It, they're trying to say that it shows that you've reformed from mm-hmm. your ways, and so they'll let you out. Yeah. But I mean. So, Chris, what about compromise of a couple between a couple? Is it healthy to compromise with your significant other? There again, it depends on the situation, but majority, well, I just take, majority of the time I would where say Where are we yes. going to eat tonight? Yes, And I be. really want to go to uh, Taco Bell. And she hates to go to Taco Bell, but she really wants to go to the steakhouse. Well, we'll compromise, and we'll go to the steakhouse. We'll go to Mexican. No, we'll compromise, and we'll go to the steakhouse. That's not compromising. That's giving her her way. That doesn't help anybody. You just you have to say in your mind, <laughs> we're not going to the steakhouse just for the mere principle that would be me saying, hey, let's go to Subway. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to go to Subway. I have a gluten allergy. Well, no, you already know that ahead of time. You wouldn't say Subway. You would say something that you already know she could go to. There again, you also, you pretty much already know where she wants to go. But, because she always picks the same place. And so, so do you, you though. Yeah. What's your the point? Pl- the place I always <laughs> want to go, she can't go. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right. So you get ready to watch a television program at night together, okay. and she wants to watch the Waltons. You want to watch Chips? What do you do? I don't want to watch Chips. I they come on chips. at the exact same time. What are you going to do? Do you compromise and watch the Waltons? Are we going to compromise your way and see Chips, or? Do we find something altogether different? That's a compromise I wouldn't want to be in the middle of. <laughs> Although it'd be well, chips. In that situation, it's more of, it's more than just a compromise. It's also a there there are two there are situations where you can have two hard heads that are married to each other or like I'm watching chips and I'm watching the Waltons or what do you mean? Yeah, something like that. that. Okay, and the but then you also have major. I would say the majority of men are all right. Yeah. She wants to watch this. I, I know, really want to. watch I know this. the word you wanted to use right there. She wants to watch this. I want to watch this. She's watching hers. So later on, just we can, let let her watch this because I don't want to have her biting my head off. Eating, oh, I thought it, went, I thought it was going screen. somewhere else. You're thinking that, oh, she'll yeah. give me a little bit of Linda late night rendezvous. No, it's more of the oh, guy. Yeah. Speak for yourself. The guy really doesn't <laughs> want to hear an argument, have an argument over yeah. a TV show. There are some things that are is worth is standing worth, up for. But a TV show, a place Not you really. go to eat. But what if the football game was the game of the year was coming on? And she wanted to watch whatever Food Network, but there, but there again comes into where's okay, the compromise? <laughs> well, that's where also it comes into of okay, well, 
every night she wants to watch this show. Mm-hmm. I want to watch this, but I let her watch this so mm-hmm. that when it comes time for the big games, the mm-hmm. Tennessee, Alabama, or the Super Bowl or the World Series, I like baseball. Mm-hmm. I've it heard. Can, it can, okay, she understands that most most every other time she gets wants she gets to watch what she wants to watch mm-hmm. but something that is important to me with with it being sports or something else she can she'll hopefully through that compromising allow me to watch what i want to watch for one to five nights out of the year so do you think by watching the same television that that is healthier for a relationship than having separate TVs. Yes. I do too. I mean, there's times where I would like to have separate. multiple TVs. Mm-hmm. Oh, more than two. Cause I have to, things my children want to watch, mm-hmm. what my wife wants to watch, what I want to watch. The one that matters. What? Sports. <laughs> the one that matters. Yep. So, I mean, it's just. So, when compromising as a couple, I find it over the years, more often than not, they're not compromises at all between husbands and wife. It's usually one is going to get the way. That's just it. That's just the way it is. I don't, I don't see a lot of couples compromising. It's either my way, and it may be even unspoken but you can watch long enough and see where the one you already know who's getting their way if there was an option of chocolate cake and yellow cake you already know who wins that fight by the one cooking it but but if if there was a legit negotiation of what kind of of cake we're going to get if you watch a couple long enough you already know the answer to that there's no compromise but you also have to take into a, the account of, in the grand scheme of everything, how mm. important is this? Well, I use that just to, I, that's I, very I, superficial. Yes, I get it. You use the cakes, but then mm. it comes to serious things. Serious things of you You have a daughter. She's growing up. I don't want her wearing something skimpy. I don't mm. want her wearing something uh, revealing. I don't want her looking like a whore, Uh-oh. you could say. Or say, yeah. And she comes downstairs dressed in short shorts and a spaghetti strap thing. And like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go out with the girls and some guys. It's like, no, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. But what if you what if your wife was OK with it? Where do you how does that work out? Then that's an argument. Is there a compromise? Maybe she keeps the short on, shorts on, but she puts on a longer top. No, That that's. There, so there is no compromise in that kind of situation but that, for, for but you. That's in just that one situation. Mm-hmm. But that's where me giving, I, I'm willing to give in other, a lot more smaller situations, whether it's where we're going to eat, mm-hmm. uh, what shirt I need to wear for these pictures, uh, uh, what food do I order, there's a bunch of smaller what TV shows we watch. There's a bunch of smaller things that I give into so that when something big happens, 
and it's something that I'm willing to stand up for mm-hmm. and put my foot down, that's when there needs to be compromise from the other one. And, okay, he really feels adamant about this. It's really important that I might feel it's okay. He really does not. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to back up my spouse in this. Yeah. And, man, I would love all couples to work like that. They just don't. I see way too many. uh, Well, we'll just leave that there. No, I'll I'll continue on. There's way too many times where guys just give in to everything. And I see it a lot from men. Men give in to everything. Yep. And that's not right. Nope. And, but they'll, they'll sit they there. They'll sit there and they'll shut up because they think standing up is wrong. Yeah, and it's not. But that's also that that, that goes to how they were raised. Mm-hmm. Because the more I look back at it, the more I because I've I've thought about this as I'm growing up. How many times I've been told that a man standing up and holding his ground was such a bad, terrible thing. Mm. Where there were times where I was told, oh, a man needs to be a man. He needs to stand up for mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. But when it comes time to actually do that and someone does stand up, they're called a yeah. sexist. Fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that that <laughs> in today's society, that's really shown from where the, the men – the mimic the women of years well, past. So it, it's come a long way from people all the time talking about how men were keeping women down. Men were keeping women down. Is mm-hmm. no, the women were compromising and allowing the men to be the men, be the leaders, be the leaders. Yep. But too many women were being. Too many women were mad that all these men had the power and it's like it's not that they have the power it's it's the woman compromising with the man and allowing him to lead lead and she follows but there's too many oh chris look what you just said <laughs> there's too many there's too many women out there who want everything yeah. and they're not willing to compromise well i say there's want a lot mm-hmm. there's men and women like that mm-hmm. sure there's a lot of women that's using ex-husbands for retirement accounts. That's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. Wrong. There's women wrong all too. the time that are, you see all the time in uh, divorce court things about how these women are uh, getting all this child support from their husband. Mm-hmm. And they have no job themselves because yep. they're just relying on the husband's child support to take care of them and the kids also. 401 ex-husband. Yep. <laughs> uh, compromise in Christianity, Chris. Do you think uh, a weakening, weak, weakening, weakening, knee? no, a weakening, I can't even say that, a weakening, <laughs> help me out, Chris. A weakening of the Weakening church. of giving up. Yeah of our principles or ideals as Christians do Christians compromise with the world. Yes. Oh, there's you answered that quicker than most questions. 
Well, you and I. Have you had, just instantly knew that was a yes. Well, you and I have had the conversations where mm-hmm. I've I've been listening to other people talk about how there's this quote unquote progressive Christianity. It's these. I guess. Give me an example. Well, you've got you've got certain churches now that believe that LGBTQ crap is. You okay. could just say LGBTQ well, is. They keep adding stuff to it, and I'm just I'm, I'm sick LGB. of LGB. LGBT. I'm not saying that these people are not people, and they should not be no. uh, the whole shown organizational but, um, ideal of it is crap. But what I'm, I'm the people are people. They deserve respect, just like any uh-huh. other person. Yes. The problem of the 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 actions are the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, through Christianity, we are told that homosexuality is wrong. Mm-hmm. God made man. God made woman. We're also taught that sin is wrong. Right? Yes. Okay. And the church is... I think we hang out on individual sins. Sin versus just sin. Sin. <laughs> well, the reason... You, you see what I'm saying? Well, that's where progressive Christianity and conservative Christianity comes in, is the progressive Christianity still says there's sin, mm-hmm. but these certain things that other ones say are not sins, or that other people say are sins, aren't actually sins because of whatever they put in there. So their belief tells them their sex life is their own their sex life is okay well uh, I was listening to because it's through two consenting adults no um, there there was one guy I was listening to it was a debate between a progressive Christian or I put that in quotes and a conservative Christian I seen the quotes okay but he said that homosexuality is not actually a thing because or wasn't a thing at that time because Jesus never talked about it. And when they talked about uh, sexual immorality through Paul, it was talking about this other thing that didn't actually mean that he was talking about uh, homosexuals. He was talking about slave owners and having sex with their slaves. I watched that too. You sent it to me. That was a different guy, but uh, same principle, same Same principle, principle. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he doesn't take into account that when Jesus was there, he was talking to the Jews. The Jews already knew that homosexuality was wrong because it was put in Leviticus. He didn't need a reason when he was here to bring up homosexuality to the Jews. And then Paul, through his letters, uh, was outright in saying what was sexually immoral. But they, they want to put their spin on it to make themselves feel better. They're compromising. Do you look at this as a compromise over what you just said? If you just stated sin outside of marriage, or I'm sorry, sex, sex outside of marriage is sin. That's fornication, and yes, that is a sin. Would you consider that a compromise to what you just said or an agreement with what you just said? 
I'm confused. Say that again. <laughs> okay. So you were talking about Leviticus. Leviticus spoke about homosexuality, and so preachers inherently talk about homosexuality on a regular basis. Would you think that just discussing sex outside of marriage is sin, fornication, if you will, saying it that way versus homosexuality, wrong, would you think that's a compromise or just the truth? Okay, so here's... When you're talking religiously, marriage, marriage, marriage. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm stuck in my head. Squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> when you when you when you're in a religious setting, a marriage mm-hmm. is man and woman. Mm-hmm. So any sex outside of that is, is fornication. Correct, it okay. is wrong. Is so. Same. Why would a preacher not? speak to way more people about fornication than just singling that sing boy it's a tough day isn't it yes it is it's that rip it (laughs) singling out homosexual relationships which is a much smaller percentage than just saying catching a greater amount of people and saying guys any sex outside of marriage is sin that would, to me, but then again, you would grab but a then lot again, more people. But then again, you have, you have to take a look at who your audience is. Yeah. If you're outside. Yeah. Of, How many homosexuals are you really grabbing on a Sunday morning? You know, on your message. Maybe a couple. I don't know. Maybe zero. But major, majority of the messages that you're giving on a Sunday, to the majority of people on a Sunday morning is... You're you're talking to Christians already. Oh, so, majority, yes. And so, you, but not all. You've got, not you've got to give them things that they can go out to the world with, and it's like with with Jesus and the disciples, or the apostles, when he was privately with them, he would probably go into a lot more detail about the new law and about how everything just because he he's being precise on these things so that when it's time for them to go out they're you going to be talking, they're going to be talking to the world masses they're going to be talking to the masses they're supposed to be showing Christianity through the way that they act and so you can't just start off with all fornication because no, yeah. In my opinion, you're not going to bring a lot more people in there. You start with- no, you get a lot more people's attention because fornication is in a lot more people than homosexuality on in your three hundred crowd, three hundred people you're preaching to on Sunday morning. You're going to catch a lot more people that's fornicating in a guy and girl situation than you are homosexuality. Now, if you mention fornication, you are mentioning homosexuality. But if you mention, if your sermon is homosexuality, you're 
And people's, I, I think the way guys and girls would look at this deal, oh, he's talking to them instead of talking to me that I'm living with my girlfriend. No, nobody's talking to me this morning. So I just think, I, I asked the question, I don't think you ever answered it. Do you think that is a compromise in the American preacher to preach on fornication versus homosexuality? I mean, in all honesty, no, because you're still preaching the word. But a lot of people do not look at it that way. They think that's a compromise. I mean, I'm in agreement with you. That's not a compromise. You, you're still, it, you're not changing anything up. You are still preaching the word, and you're grabbing a larger group. You got a husband and wife there that aren't fornicating with adultery. You know, they're significant with one another. Um, ho- hopefully that goes on in all marriages, but guess what? It doesn't. So you're even catching them in this message versus the homosexual message that, like I said, small percentage. But <clears throat> don't know how we got there. But how do we get there, Chris? <laughs> either either way you go about it, no matter which way you talk about it, it's not it. I don't feel it's compromising either way. Yes, it's, oh, this this might get this big group or this might only get mm-hmm. this little group. Yeah. But as long as you are still using the word and using what it says and not trying to change things here or give different meanings here than what was. It's all manipulated, though. Every message is manipulated in a way. And. Whether it's intentional or not, I'm not even saying it has to be curved to the what the what you have to say that day. But the, but the thing about it is, it's a godly we, message. We I'm not we all have that. to have our own our own relationships with God. Mm-hmm. But they have to. No, be, we don't. We should, but we don't. There's many that do not have that relationship. Yes. As all, did you mean Christians? Or did you just yes, mean all, I mean, like I mean, everybody? No, I mean okay. Christians. Christians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As Christians, we are supposed to have our own relationship with God. Yes. And if we believe something that you're not supposed to be wholeheartedly uh, stuck on one thing, mm-hmm. it should be the whole thing, not... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm lost. See, you don't like how it feels, do you? You just lost me in that deal. <laughs> Wholeheartedly, the whole thing and the whole and the whole and the whole. What'd you just say? Repeat it, please, if you remember. We we're all gonna have different views on certain verses. Yes. Certain places in the Bible. Generally speaking, Generally. we'll be in the same area. But as a whole as the entirety of the Bible, mm-hmm. we should agree upon that. Should. And don't. No. I mean, that's where we have different denominations. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Chris, before we run out of time. We, we we decide how long this goes. We're on, we're on a limit, Chris, remember? No, you're on a limit. I'm just wanting to have my therapy session with my so do you so you said you believe that uh christians compromise 
on a regular basis. So wait, wait, media. Okay, media number one. You can find wholesome things to watch, Correct. things to listen to, things to see. It's all out there, but it's not readily available. You've got to search for it. Nowadays, yes. If you want to search for a Christian-esque program, you're going to look around for a minute. I want, I, I, I'm gonna get, it's hard to watch a football game. Well, that's where I was, that's where I was going <laughs> to go difficult. a little like broader. To find something that's not even Christian-esque, to find something that is, I guess you could say moral-esque, is hard. Yeah. Because everything has, you have TV programs that are trying their best to uh, capture a a little niche audience. Mm. Yep. And instead of trying to pander to everybody. That being said, we have plenty of stations. So you can be a niche market. You can go find some little, just small percentage of America and show them what they want to see because we have so much to watch. Yeah, well, you're talking about like Disney. Disney has their Disney Plus mm-hmm. where they have all their Disney programmings, whether it's the older stuff mm-hmm. that they've taken certain things out or changed mm-hmm. certain things in. Maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't have, but that's their right. They have yes. the right to do that. But then they also have their new stuff where they can have their woke ideology where they're teaching uh, something I wouldn't want my child to know. Don't let them watch it. I don't. But then you have places like uh, there's a new company that just came out called Bent Key. B-E-N-T-K-E-Y. Bent Key. Mm-hmm. That... They're coming out with non-political uh, children's programming. Mm-hmm. It's literally basically children's programming from before I was born, where it's trying to teach them how to be nice to one another, how to... I was going to use the Roadrunner and the Wiley Cowdy as an example, but I don't guess that's being nice to one another. No. <laughs> Funny. No, it's just it, it's 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 programming that can catch a child's eye and keep their interest, mm-hmm. but without giving them how they how the world is. You like, think you can go overkill on that? Like just having your child watch uh, Christian programming up till they're thirteen, fourteen, whatever. Um, do you think there could be overkill on that? To where they would just be like, I'm watching anything else but this. Possibility. There's a possibility in that. But I, but I would rather err on the side of caution. Well, it's not just that. It's also, you're you're not, you don't want the kids, you don't want your kids to be of the world. They're going, they're going to be in it, though. Mm-hmm. And so they need to, they need to know that there's going to be certain things out there that they need to try to stay away from. And if you just tell them what it is, I'll, I'll give you an example that is fairly, um, 
embarrassing to myself. Oh, I like embarrassing of you. <laughs> Thought I was going to stop growing, just embarrassing him. Growing up, whenever there was a, because growing up, we all the time had people coming in talking about drinking mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Alcohol. Well, they never would say that. It was just, just drinking. drinking. Okay. Oh, I probably missed your story up there, didn't I? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I didn't know that's where you were going with that. Well, my parents. Drinking. My okay. parents don't drink alcohol. Right. right. So I never took it to mean that, oh, drinking alcohol and driving was a terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Pepper and driving, not good. Yeah. That. <laughs> it's that, dangerous. Yeah. You can I mean, spill it on your lap and have it run no, into a pole. Literally, growing up until I was in the third, that was your third or fourth grade. I can see that. I didn't know anything about this until yeah. I had so the, a, just adding the word alcohol there would have would have cleared up a lot. Well, not only not just that, but having my parents explain that to me mm-hmm. because they knew my parents were involved in my education. They mm-hmm. knew what I was learning about. They knew all this other stuff because they were involved. But even still, them knowing, they just automatically thought that I knew that it was talking Took about drinking alcohol. Yeah. So they they didn't tell me. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So you're, you're leaving a kid to yeah. go off you his gotta, own knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, figured, figure that deal out yourself for a junior. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, politics, Chris. I know. Oh, I know I, you're I, so excited for not, me to talk about politics. <laughs> well, <laughs> Look, so we're talking about Christians uh, compromising. Um, I believe in politics. Politics, Chris, as Christians, do we compromise who we are as Christians when we vote? Question mark. Yes. Well, you answered that quickly. <laughs> you and I have had these conversations. Depend. I mean. It seems like just not too long ago. well i mean you and i have these because i listen to political podcasts a lot i've got i can't i just can't and i used to well i listened to talk radio before podcasts was even a thing yeah and And same principles yeah and it's just no matter its own and its own and its own no matter in, in today's society no matter who you vote for you're compromising in your own beliefs because not everybody is going to agree with you. The closest. No one's going to agree with you 100%. No, not at all. But the closest yes. to your Christian beliefs. Yes. That's what well, I Well, not just your Christian yes, beliefs. Yes, just your... First and foremost, yes, your Christian beliefs. And then morals and then, you know, what your wife tells you. No. Things like that. On down the list. <laughs> What I tell my wife, but I think, and you're gonna love this, Chris. You're I think to a very certain person, Trump was a compromise of Christians' beliefs, of Christian morals. Yes, yes, guilty. So is every other president ever voted for? Well, if you just look at, um, you're you're wanting to single out a certain particular yeah, person because it's the most recent. 
No, you I don't go, know if James go, K. Polk's stance on homosexuality. You're not going with the most recent. You want to go most recent, Joseph R. Joseph whatever Biden. He's a Joseph very, whatever Biden. I think it's R. Yes, whatever. it was him versus Trump. That was the that was the vote. Yes, That's why I used but Trump. if you want to go morals wise at president Christianity, okay, your Christian, Christian belief, Christian wise. Right, Joe Biden is still the most. Joe Biden's been married one time to one woman. What happened to his other? I thought he was married like seventy-four years or something. Some his, stupid amount. His first wife died in a car crash. Okay, so He's then been married twice. He remarries. Um, what's he supposed to do? Versus I'm a not, man that's been divorced numerous times. Okay, is he? I mean, that's just very. It's super that stuff on just very small things as far as we believe as Christians electing our leaders in our churches there are certain principles that we go by I don't like them that's just the way they are right so why would we not as Christians vote for the same principles as we vote leaders in our churches we should. But the difference is is when it comes to politics, the majority of the politicians that are out there are nowhere close to the Christian leading ways as a church leader. But you want to get the closest one you can. One, someone that professes to be a Christian First and foremost, that'd be the first one you'd want. Okay, and then if the, you have two that profess to be a Christian, then you would want to start looking a little deeper. Okay, right. You can have someone that professes that they're. That's a Christian. all you can go for. You cannot go and judge folks for what you think they are. You got to go for what they profess. No, actually, if you, you told me right now, Mark, I'm a Christian. I'm going to go with you on that. Okay, but say okay. You, you and I both, as Christians, know that abortion is wrong. And just because that guy over there says that he's a Christian, but he's going to go and advocate for abortion. Versus the guy over here. He doesn't say that he's a Christian, mm-hmm. but he's also not going to be fighting for abortion. He's not going to be fighting for uh, homosexual marriages to be legal. He's not... So, at the same time, you have people all the time. That You're talking per- about Joe Biden, aren't you? You're having people all the it's time. Break it, Chris. You have people all the time that are professing mm-hmm. that they're Christians to try to get the Christian vote because mm-hmm. of like what you say. You're exactly right on that one. But it's also the way that they... No, you lead. should look at their actions. But when you originally look at them you have to look at what they say who who i am but then look at their actions look at who they've been through the last whatever years okay. see see what those actions look like okay do they look like christians do they act like them that's who we as christians should be looking for to but that, run our country but that but that's where i'm getting at of just because someone says they're a Christian doesn't mean we'll go back to the Joe Biden, Donald Trump 
uh, comparison that you want to? Oh, I I don't. It's just the most recent. It's what we have. So you have Joe Biden who says he's a Christian. Okay, he's only been married to one woman. Yes. But he. It seems to be a real big deal in the church. So we're going to go with that for our president as well. But at the same time, he is for abortion. Is he? Yes. Or is his political party for abortion and he has to go along? No one has to go along with their... You kind of do. Not really. He, he's, really? His, he's his own man. He can make... Is he now? Yes. As a new podcast, we will have to run. Uh, is the president his own man or is he the party? He kind of is the party he is the, when it comes to He is to the that. leader of the party. He kind of is the, what the party tells but, him. But he is still his own man. <clears throat> yeah. If he to, is, to some degree. Mm, that that's that's reading into it. He has the ability to make his own decisions. Right. He comp- he compromises that. on his morality and all this other stuff to pass certain things. But when it comes to someone like a Joe Biden, I'm pretty sure he wholeheartedly is for abortion up till up till the time they come out of the womb. Uh, he is very much for gay marriage. He is very much uh, for. Although he said in the was he in the Senate? Yes. When he said he he did not him and um, no when he was vice president. Him and Barack Obama were adamantly against homosexual marriage. Correct. So, Pe- people can change. Sure, for the better, for the worse. They can change. Compromise. Both ways. Mm-hmm. Do I believe that John- Donald Trump is a very godly man? No. Do I believe he's the closest thing to a Christian we can get to? No. But out of if you're going to go off of those two people, mm-hmm. who do I think is actually going to fight for more of the Christian beliefs that I actually believe in? I'm picking Donald Trump out of those two. Mm. Interesting. How is it interesting? It's just interesting. Forgiveness. I want, I want you to no, we're not. We're not How have this. we as Christians no, 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 uh, no, no, compromised no. forgiveness when the world tells us it's okay to hold a grudge if they've done you wrong enough? But we as Christians need to, should forgive folks for wrongdoing. We should. The world tells us, hey, you can hold a grudge. It's okay. They've done you really wrong. You ought to hold a grudge. That's what the world tells you. But we as Christians need to forgive for our own sake, much less the other person. When you forgive, are you supposed to forget? I don't think you can if it's that bad. I don't think you are able to forget or ask to forget. You're asked to forgive. A lot of people say that. They say it, but that's not biblical. A lot of people say that when you forgive, you're supposed to forgive and forget. Just, and that's the thing, though, is... I don't know that you can. I don't know if that's but, possible. But, that, but that's where I'm coming at is no. if you have someone come up to you, slap you in the face. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I was thinking a lot worse than that, but okay. <laughs> okay. Someone comes up to you, slaps you in the face, mm-hmm. and they apologize. Yep. 
You, you can forgive them. You might want to find what institution they come out of. You can forgive them. Yeah, but next take time a minute. They, but next time they start walking up towards you. You're going to be ducking. You're going to be paying attention to it. Look out. Because if you just forgive and forget, they're just going to come back at you again, slap you in the face. Yeah. Come at you, slap you, you in the face. You better remember that. Same thing with. Uh, love them for it. Love them. I mean. Love them for it. Don't, don't do it again, please. But, but if they do, you know, seven times seven. You still for you, if they come and do it again, time. you still forgive them. Yep. Okay, we can use a different one. Uh, someone asks to borrow money. Oh, I'll get you back. I'll get you back this next time. I'll get you back this next time. You know, there's no such thing as a loan if you're a Christian. When you give someone else money, you're giving it to them. You're not loaning it to them. You're giving it to them. Now, if they give it back, all the better. If they don't, you just gave it to them in the first place. As a Christian, you do not loan money. Give it. I've always lived by that principle. As long as I've been a Christian anyway. And I'll tell you what, you feel a lot you feel a lot better when you do not get it back. Because <laughs> it's gonna happen. But when you give it wholeheartedly, hey, here you go. You know, that's yours. Give it back, better. If you don't, I'm still good. And the last one I had, Chris, was our words. As Christians, we should keep our words godly. Do we slip up? Yes. Do we ask God to forgive us and help us over those slumps? Yeah, we do. We should not screw up, but we should we should we should keep our words godly. Don't compromise your wording, your speech, your talk just because others are doing it. Don't do it. Keep your words godly and let people follow you. You know, just because all the, all them are saying the F word, that does not give you the ability to get right in there and say it too. Well, if they want to say friendship, I'll say friendship. Friendship too. right along with them. Uh, but we should not compromise our words just because the world says it's okay. My mother and father tell me all the time that they'll watch a program on regular television, if you will, if there's such a thing anymore. And they're like, you would not believe how much I hear the F word on these on on the programs, well, everybody's about, saying it. Majority of the time, when people talk about regular television, yeah, Rick, what is that? It's the rabbit ears television, rabbit ears, yeah. like the local channels, two, four, five for us, yeah. channel eight. But I mean, they're completely- you hear an F on channel eight, I'm 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 just cutting it all off. <laughs> well, I mean, they're Bob Ross just thought out well, he's dead, but imagine Bob Bob, Bob Ross, Ross, he's putting up a storm. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, no, it, but it's a nice little effing brook. <laughs> <laughs> they are completely correct in the words that we have desensitized ourselves to that they're allowing on regular. So unnecessary, though. Yes. Un- unnecessary. Who thinks it's a good idea to throw in some F-bombs just because, I mean, what's, I don't get the point, I guess. It's not showing off. It's not cool. It just looks stupid. I mean, if you're in a war, if you're in a war picture and and guys are getting blown up and all of a sudden there's some language coming out, makes it a little more realistic. It's probably going to happen if your leg just got shot off. Where so majority of the time in real life, majority of the time when you have somebody using that kind of language, it's to emphasize something, whether it's through anger, excitement. It, those words are kind of used for emphasis. Yes. Extreme language. Yes. Yeah. But, for extreme situations. But now it's it. Um, they're 
those words are just becoming so common on TV that it's starting to make its way closer into vernacular mm-hmm. of it just being another word. Not for me. But, well, I mean, well, in all I honesty, don't think the majority of people accept that. Well, some. Okay. But not I, I've, I've done a little bit of research into this. Oh. And majority of the words, I'm not going to say them to mm-hmm. hurt anybody, but majority of the curse, the quote unquote curse words today or cuss words were actually at one point just everyday words. Mm-hmm. But because of. Uh, Certain people didn't think that it was, it sounded nice or, but that, that's what I've heard from some people is like, it just, it just sounds white trash or it just sounds trashy when some people use that kind of language. Mm-hmm. That's how they became quote unquote curse words. Yeah. It's not that they were bad words. It's just, they sounded bad. And so people are like, you don't need to use that. Use a better sounding word but if you use a word in the same sentence as you was going to use the quote-unquote curse word and you throw a word that sounds like that word in there as a christian right are you not virtually saying the word that you wasn't supposed to be saying you've compromised it into this other word but same meaning but then again should we not use that word because of a bad meaning or because back in the day when people started to try to take these words out of the vocabulary they just took these words out not because of their meanings but because of they didn't sa- they they didn't sound i think good in the english language i think the other one meaning not just how it sounds but that's the thing about the english language is we have so many words that mean the exact same thing mm-hmm. there again we also have one word that could mean eight i'm thinking things. of a word that could be an example and i don't say it uh, but it has to do with number two and some people will say it like it's nothing just boom there it is and then other people will use uh, other words, other words that they all mean the same thing, but instead of saying that one, they say the other one. But it's got the same meaning. So where do you, where do you just okay? If you're going to explain to somebody that I've got to go use the restroom. Okay. And maybe you're around a group of guys and you feel comfortable and you say, Hey, hey, I got I've gotta go you know what the word that you would insert there. Is that compromising your words or who's it for? The people you're around? Usually, yeah. You're not gonna say it to yourself. You know, you're just gonna go do it. So why why compromise your wording? Even I mean, I don't. But the, but that's what I mean again, yeah. though. Is is think about it though. I am all these all these different words mean mm-hmm. the same thing, mm-hmm. including this one word. Yeah. So why is this one word bad and not the rest of them? They all are. But no, are I'm, they bad? Yes. Okay. If I were to go 
poop. Or mm-hmm. if I were to say the other word. Same meaning. Why is it bad? Because you said the same thing. What am I saying? Yeah, you're upset. <laughs> Just say I'm upset. Why can't I use why can't I use one of those other two words? Well, it's it's how it's uh perceived. Exactly. By others. That that's exactly what I'm saying. Perception. It's mm-hmm. perception. Words we already are had perception. That. We already had that show. But but that's what but <laughs> please that, go back and listen to it. But that's what I'm getting at though is because certain people perceive certain words to be bad, mm-hmm. why are they bad? Because they perceive them to be that way. So do you or you never would have said it. You wanted to get an emotion out there and let people know you're upset. Okay. Why, so is, that, why is that bad? Well, you could have done it another way. I could have done it a different way, different. but still would have said the same thing. No. Ah, that's that, the same thing. You got your emotion out. You didn't say you didn't say a bad word over it. You didn't get why, somebody. Why? Why is that word bad? Because if it's it is still saying, if if I said the s word, or if I just go ah, it's still they're both doing no. the exact same no, thing. No, one you you've said a word to get your emotion out to let people know you're upset. The other one you just let go of some steam. Ah. Both way you're using your it's you're not you didn't put a word but, out there, but because our society has perceived this word to be a quote unquote bad word, you perceive it that way too. Or you wouldn't say it in an anger no setting. No, yeah, no, because I can perceive certain words to just be a word, mm-hmm. but because I don't want to be offend, I don't want to offend someone else. Mm-hmm. I won't use it in front of them. And just not use it at all. You gotta okay. This is gonna go it's gonna go down a rabbit hole for a second. But that's but our podcast. You, you've got to love you. Okay. And you've got to respect you in order for others to love you and respect you. Okay. You've got to love and respect yourself. So if you just run around saying whatever word you wanna input here, you wanna run around and say that, you're not only not showing respect to the people around you because you don't know where they stand on the word. You're also not respecting yourself because you're throwing out these words because now it doesn't matter to you if you hear it or say it or whatever. So why not watch it on television? Why not hear it in your songs? Why not, you know, whatever? It's okay. You've desensitized yourself instead of putting that wall up and say, you know what? That stuff's not going to enter my mind, my eyes, my ears. And definitely not out of my own heart. But he, I'm not going to throw. But, but this is what I'm getting at: is because you word, say because you say ha- that word has the exact same meaning as eight different words. Okay. But that one word, mm-hmm. because society has said it is a bad word, I can't use. You can. It's an option. But just because someone uses that one word. Mm-hmm. Is not if you were by yourself, would you say that word? Probably yes. In this situation, yes. Well, you're not you're not showing it to anybody if if you use it in that context. You're not showing it to someone, so why say it? Because it's getting frustration out. Ah, does the same thing. Okay. Research shows. And. 
I'm just saying, why not just say I or scream? Why not say that one? Why not say that word? That, that's my question. Why say it? You're saying why not? I'm saying why? We're coming at the same place. Not, not really, yes, really. Because think about it. I'm think I've thought 50, about 50. this a lot because 50, 50. there's so many, so many people out there. My whole life have told me these certain words are bad. Mm-hmm. Because of their meaning. Do you believe that or not? I guess would be the first question. I no longer believe that those. You don't words, think those words are bad? No, because Why? because they are just words. Mm-hmm. There are so many different words mm-hmm. that we use in the English language that because somebody said that these don't sound good, you shouldn't say them. Mm-hmm. But there's these eighty other words. That mean the exact same thing. That if you say, you get the same reaction. You still get this. It still lets out the same amount of frustration. It's still. They're they're honestly they are just words, mm-hmm. and people. Do you not see it as a respect issue though? You just go around saying you know all these words, and you don't know what other people around you. Would you say it around your three year old child? Would you or four year old? Whatever. Would you go around saying these words to her? No, because okay. because you respect no, her. No, you don't want her saying them. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. So because you I, not no, be saying no, 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 no. You're take you're you're running off with this. Oh lord. I don't say it around others that I know don't have the same thoughts that I do about the words. Because, and so that they perceive it as a bad thing, mm-hmm. I try to show these people respect okay. and not using that language. But you don't language. like that. You'd rather be able to say them when you wanted to. I don't feel like they should have the connotation that they have because they are just words. Then why use them? Why not use them? I mean, <laughs> we come back at the same point. Yes, there. It, it's an. It, I guess you could say it's oxymoronic that. Just because someone says they're bad, we shouldn't use them. Mm-hmm. Okay, they perceive it as something that is bad. Mm-hmm. So, out of me showing respect to somebody, because I would want them to show respect back to me in other ways as well. So, I'm not going to go out there and just try to make somebody mad. So, I will conform. I will try not to use those words because it makes them uncomfortable, makes them mad. So, when okay. you use them, you are trying to upset someone. There are so if people- all of a sudden you're in a situation where you're going to start throwing around some words that you normally wouldn't say around these people, now you're going to get their attention and offend them at the same time. That's the point of it. Not all the time. Why yeah. else would you use them? Well, it could be having another conversation with somebody, and I want to put a certain emphasis on it, and those mm. words have a certain uh, exclamatory feeling and meaning to it. Mm -hmm. And so it's to give it that exclamatory feel to it. It's not to be disrespectful. But why not not use one of those other 80 if you're going to do that? You're talking about you had available. Because I find that those words give the exclamatory feeling that I want to have it. It's not like I'm just going to go around and this and that. Give out a curse sentence. Those, those words have meanings yeah. and emphasis mm-hmm. in certain places to where they are exclamatory things. No. Now, if, some, if, 
if saying those words are offensive to somebody, like if I go, I'm not going to go to church and use those because there are certain people there that profess them to be terrible, horrible, no good, very bad words. You love God. Yes. More than anything in the world. Yes. You believe God to be omnipresent. Yes. Then why would you ever want to curse? Why are they? Why is it a curse? Do you, do you, let me, you've asked if I believe that those are curse words. I believe society has made them. You won't even say them on this podcast. You think somebody will hear? Them. That's how that's how offensive you think these words are. You said "poo" earlier. You know why? Because you think they're offensive. No, because other people think that they're offensive. Okay. Then why would you ever use them around anybody? I, again, we're we're going here now. No, but because, if you believe God to be omnipresent and you love God, then you would try your hardest. Not to say offensive words, I would believe. But then again, I don't believe that they're offensive. The reason I don't use them in front of others is because they find it offensive, and it is showing it is showing respect to them. It's not me trying to be disrespectful or anything by using them. No, it is me being me respecting others that I do not use them like in this format, because I believe somebody is going to hear this that does not have the same and can rewind it (laughs) because someone is going to listen to this and somebody's going to edit it and some, okay, (laughs) but I don't want to, I don't want to disrespect somebody or make them upset. So I'm not going to use it. Now, if I'm having a conversation with somebody that is not going to find disrespect or offense of me using those words. So now you're going to be cool. No, it's not being cool. It's well, showing why not feelings. use them? Why not talk like you talk all the time instead of okay? Now I'm around this guy, I can say this, and now I'm not around that guy, I can't say because that. because no matter what, you're always changing up how you talk to somebody depending on their on their feelings towards certain things or certain people certain words you're always changing up who you are depending on who you're talking to yeah well i've got one note right here says i'm not going to compromise to your crap chris (laughs) why is crap okay for you i've been saving that to say it right there okay but if i had my grandmother sitting right here i wouldn't have said crap yes i would i'll say crap in church i don't care I don't find that to be offensive to anybody. Oh, my grandmother would ring you out. See, I wouldn't know that. Ring me out with good words. No, she'd let you know about how that crap word is bad stuff. A lot of it has to do with how we were raised. People were around. Uh, I mean, I was raised. My father was raised in a household where they used some very rough language. Early, early ages, ages, and... He uh, he had to grow out of a lot of that. How he was raised was not how we were raised. So thank goodness. But the, but then again, you also asked me would I say these words in front of my child? Mm-hmm. No, because she does not have the wherewithal right now to not just go and blurt new words she hears mm-hmm. to everybody and offend somebody. So when is the right time to curse around your child, Chris? So you say it's cursing. I don't see it as cursing. Tomato, tomato. There are people that are offended by certain words or people who are offended by other things. And so out of my respect of being who I am, 
I'm not going to force others to have to put up with your cursing. <laughs> Chris, you know what we want everybody that listens to do? What is it? I'm going to my little hole now. You can tell them. Do you know what we need everybody listening to do? Share the podcast. Share, share, and share. Like it, share it, listen to it, share it. Like it, share it, give five stars if there is. Hey! <laughs> yes, I came out of my little hole for a moment. Mm, that wasn't good. So what's the word for the week? The word is compromise. How do you spell that? You spell it com promise. <laughs> I want you to give a full spelling of the word. C-O-M-P-R-O-M-I-S-E. Compromise. What's the number they're supposed to take? It is 615-330-3644. And what we've had we do very little send it to you? We've had very little participation in this in the last few weeks, maybe because I haven't produced a program. <laughs> But you, you were, when it is, you were putting them out left and right when there for it a little is produced, bit. Stopped. Call three six one five three three zero three six four four. Give us the word compromise. And what 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 might happen? What will happen? What might happen? It will happen because you know why? Because I said so. So I'll have to compromise with Chris here a little bit because he said it won't happen or might happen. So uh, if you give us the word and give us some ideas of future podcasts or some ideas we can do here, we will. Use them. We may use them. We will. We may. I'm, I'm not giving a for sure that we're going to. I do am. It. You can. I and am. You and have I will. Right, I did. And, and I you did, have and the I right will, to be I wrong. I said and I did. You have the right to be wrong. What do you got to say now, Chris? Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I'll try to get Mark into editing more of these. And yes, get them out. he will. Have a good one. Bye-bye.